Thanks for taking the time to sit down. Uh, just to sort of get started, because um, I know obviously uh, animation is something you're interested in, yes. but I'm actually curious. Uh, I don't actually know a whole lot about your interests or like hobbies outside of it. Uh, like what are in your free time? What are uh, what do you like to do? Mainly uh, music stuff. I like to practice mm. singing in my vocals and and some guitar and uh, do some recording. So when you're not, let's say, working on the main channel, it's it's primarily music then outside of that? I would say so, yeah, or I'm just like drawing for fun. Other than that, that's okay. basically it. Cool, cool. And can you play any other instruments besides guitar, or is it uh, primarily guitar? I, I can do other guitar alike, so like bass and ukulele and like dulcimer, but I'm, I'm trying to learn violin, but it's the most difficult instrument in the world, and I hate it. <laughs> uh, how long have you played guitar for? Um, I think six or seven years now. Oh, okay, it's very interesting to me because I, I look at you know I look at your work, um, and it's it's pretty astonishing to me, like the for sort of almost variety of styles you're capable of. Like, thank you. Yeah, and I, it's so it it really. Um, when you asked me to do a voice for uh, Big Top Burger, you know, at the time I had seen some of your stuff and I was like, oh yeah, you know, this guy would be really cool to work with. Um, but I don't think I fully comprehended just how passionate your fan base was about, yeah. <laughs> or like, why, like when that sort of came out, like, um, I was like, oh man, maybe I should have like. <laughs> I don't know, given more takes or something. Like at the time, I was like, I, I just kind of gave you. You kind of asked for like a you know, very, um, uh, it was sort of a snooty anime yeah. voice. I said like, yeah, yeah evil uh, anime rival voice. Yeah, and I was like, sure, I can do that. Um, and then I watched the final part. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. And, I was like, <laughs> uh, and then people were drawing fan art of the characters. And, I did not expect uh, the fan art, and there was a lot of fan art of your character, Doctor. People really liked him. I think because of your voice, but <laughs> I would say design is great too. But uh, I think people yeah. they hear your voice, they're like, "Ooh, who's this character?" <laughs> so uh, the reason why I bring up, you know, uh, for those of you who are not aware, listening, um, Ian is a fantastic uh, animator. Uh, Worthy Kids uh, is your YouTube channel called Worthy Kids? I forget. I forgot That's to check. That's it. Worthy beforehand. Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure you've seen his stuff on Twitter or YouTube, but, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to me that you have that and also you are <laughs> into music. It's like, uh, truly, uh, uh not enough, nothing's enough for you, huh? You just gotta be good at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is things. how it feels. <laughs> like lately I'm trying to learn, um, like metal vocal techniques, which I keep joking with my friends. It's like, this won't benefit my career at all. Like learning to like mm. fry scream does nothing for my career. I don't need to do this. And it's just like, sure. but wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> I'm like, I that's... really want to though. No, that's great. I, I think, you know, pursuing stuff just for the fun of it, for the satisfaction of it is honestly underrated. I think a lot of people focus on yeah. oh, what's good for my career. What's good for like so such and such, but no, absolutely. Like doing things just because it's fucking fun. And I, I think I, you, you I get, get addicted that, yeah. to the learning process of like, well, I, I learned how to do this thing, so I, I can probably do this, especially with vocal stuff where it's like my main goal is to try and learn to sing, you know, very smoothly, very like, you know, kind of the, the opera style, most relaxed voice possible. But like mm. along that journey, 
these forks appear where it's like, well, you know, related to this is like more harsh vocals and stuff because they also require a very relaxed throat. So it's like mm. I can't I can't say no to them. They called me and I listen to a lot of like new metal and stuff. I love this specific genre that I call AMV rock, which is rock music from the mid two thousands that was used in AMVs, you know, <laughs> anime music videos. Yeah. So yeah. like Three Days Grace and like Breaking Benjamin and Skillet and all those bands. Corn. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um are Let's get. We'll go back to AMVs in a second. But are there any sort of like um, skills or things you are interested? I know right now you know you're focusing on music, but are there any other skills you're interested in developing? Um, it's a good question. I um, I guess I have a passing interest in sculpting. I mean, I do a little sculpting Mm. in the 3D world, but that's obviously different from working with clay. And again, that's like, I, I don't see any immediate use for that for my career, but I think it would be fun to try. So uh, sculpting in like, um, just like, uh, I forgive me for sounding like a moron here, but like, like st- what sort of sculpture, I guess, specifically, like anything or? What come, what, the main use that comes to mind is I like the idea of like making one-off clay sculptures as gifts for friends because mm. I really love a figure, but you know the idea of being able to make like a custom figure is very cool to me. But I don't know that sure. I don't have that skill set at all. If you did have that skill set and could make one figure right now, what would that figure be? Oh, do you know the animated film Food Fight? from 2011 it's got this i i do okay okay so the main character in that dex dog detective i would make that dog voiced by charlie sheen i would make that dog character as a gift for my friend maddie because she loves dex dog detective so that's the first thing that comes to mind that's that's (laughs) right i wasn't is christopher lloyd in this he is he voices mr clipboard the villain or one of the villains that's right i I have not seen this film. I've seen <laughs> clips, uh, but I'm well aware of its uh, uh, reputation. I've uh, seen. I think sure. I've seen it four times, and I would watch yeah. it a fifth time on a dime because it's it's an incredibly funny film. I mean, not not that it's trying to. Be, it's trying to be funny, but it's funny in ways it doesn't mean <laughs> to be. It's just very entertaining. the mo- The mocap animation is despicable. <laughs> That and, you know, you look at the poster and just uh, Charlie the Tuna is uh, front yeah. front character pretty much. On they go poster. brand brand forward and then their original Ooh. characters on the side. That's incredible. I how long is this? Um, I oh, think it's like it's, 87 minutes. Yeah. yeah OK. Yeah. Mm, and the whole I, thing's on YouTube. If anyone wants to watch it, it's up there for free. I don't know. I don't think the, oh, the, the publishers care that much. They're not like cracking down on fan uploads. I I may have to actually sit down and watch this. At some point. <laughs> I'm Shit. trying to spread the the disease, the food fight disease, to as many people as I can. <laughs> now you mentioned AMVs yes. earlier. Uh, I this uh, I assume then that you must have some knowledge of anime. Yes, I think anime. I was way into it as a teen, specifically the shonen stuff like naruto Mm. and bleach and dragon ball z um and i think its influence on me is is so deep you know it's like always that like a big influence for the comedy of big top burger and just my sense of humor in general is as a teen i watched bobo 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 on cartoon network they had a dub Mm. of that 
and that just it stuck with me something about the jokes and that um are, are implanted in my brain and i feel like mm. i tried to impart that in big top burger that makes a lot of sense <laughs> now that i think about it uh now do you keep up with anime to this day or have you kind of fallen I, out of it? I, I've fallen off and I'm always like, it's time to get back on and then and then I get distracted. Mm. I don't really watch many shows in general. Like I'll put on a movie every now and again, but I'm 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 way too focused on my work, I think. Mm, okay. You have time for food fight though. A fifth I did. time of food fight. You'll you'll watch that on a dime. Okay. I will. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um shit so the fact that you would have seen it four times and watched it a fifth time because you know some some bad movies are just so bad you yeah. can't even watch them. like they're hard to watch once but the fact that you've seen it four times means okay there must be some entertainment value to me in at least watching it for how bad it is i almost want to call it a good movie it's so bad like it's uh, i mean i know mm. people say so bad it's good but like I would rank it up there as one of the most entertaining animated films of all time. <laughs> Emphasis on entertaining. It's not well made in any way. Um, if you look up like the lore of this film, it's so fascinating. Like the film was finished by um, an insurance agency because the the company oh, who owned it was like, "Hey, this needs to be done now, and you guys can't finish it, so we're gonna, you know, call on our insurance." And the insurance agency was like, "Well, I guess we have to animate the rest of the film," which is like, <laughs> "Oh God." <laughs> Uh, and so that's um that's the food fight incredible. lore. Uh wow. I okay. Um well on the note of animated films, um I assume you must be a fan of animated films in general. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would I'm I would be curious to know um what are like um I don't know, top five? Do you have a top five handy? Off the top okay. of my head, um, I haven't I haven't given it much thought, but and I I'll, I won't do it in an order. I'll just say five sure, random sure. ones. I would say Coraline. I think it's like his mm. best picture. I think, you know, Henry Selick is so good. He just yeah. kills it. Um, on that note, I'd say Nightmare Before Christmas as well. Another Henry Selick. Um, mm -hmm. I would say Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Rankin Bass. I adore mm -hmm. that film. Um, mm -hmm. What is it? That's that's three. Um, I would say The Hobbit, also by Rankin Bass, their animated Hobbit. And then mm. number five, I'd, I'd go Spirited Away, probably. That is a very solid selection, although I have not actually seen the uh, the animated Hobbit, although I'm, I'm aware of it. When was that one made? 70s, somewhere in the 70s. Um, that's right. It's got this very 70s soundtrack with this uh, like folk singer, Glenn Yarbrough. He s does all these original songs, and it feels very Tolkien-ish. I think it's a good fit. Um, That's right. I've seen clips of this, actually, but I have not actually seen the whole thing. And Old the Rankin Bass is like very anime in, it, in its blood because almost all their... I think all of their animation was done in Japan. They would just like send the storyboards mm. and character designs off and be like, you guys animate over there. And so there's sure. this this inherent kind of 70s, 80s anime vibe to everything, which I love. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm mainly familiar with uh, Rankin Bass just through the, the stop motion stuff. So I actually... I don't know if I've seen any animated stuff by them is there any any notable things that you're like no you must have seen this from by them, maybe last wise. unicorn i know a lot of animation uh, fans love that mm, yeah okay that's another one i haven't seen but a friend a friend of mine is a big fan i 
Okay, okay. And, and they the and, and they're frosty was 2D. They're frosty was 2D. I don't love that one, but Last Unicorn's very good. Oh, <laughs> I have seen this. Yes, I have seen okay. their frosty. Okay. Uh which was yeah, like you said it, it's, it's it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Um, no Hobbit for sure. No Hobbit. I would I would love to actually sit down and watch um uh this animated Hobbit because I do I do like the book quite a bit and uh um, uh, it's pretty faithful. I mean, they have to cut out some stuff because it's kind of, you know, they got to trim it down. And the art style is mm. very cool because it's a lot of detailed drawings, but there's not a lot of movement. It's like very minimal animation, but the drawings are so detailed. It's an interesting mm. trade-off. I'm, I'm looking through the cast here, and as a, oh, yeah. as a, big, as a big voice actor fan, uh, I see uh, one of my faves. Hans Conried is... Uh, Thorin Oakenshield. I don't know oh, if you're familiar with, with Hans I know Conrad. his voice immediately, but I don't know what he's from. He, uh, he's primarily, not primarily, but famously known as Captain Hook in Disney's Peter Pan. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, snidely Whiplash, you know. Uh, just Wow. Yeah, well, this, uh, this Fantastic voice actor. This goes into a voice acting thing I love about a lot of Rankin-Bass films, but especially The Hobbit, is everyone has, has these wonderful accents that are so hard to pin down where they all have yeah. like a british vibe but they're all american act- or not maybe not all of them but a lot of them are american actors like bilbo and, and gandalf but they have sure. i guess it's kind of a mid-atlantic accent that like theater accent it's just it's mm-hmm. very cool it's very i wish we could bring that back <laughs> yeah no people will like do like um yeah especially hans conried like yeah this sort of voice yeah. of this kind of you know that sort of thing which is not a, an accent that exists but was an accent that he just sort of made up <laughs> like and it, you is know, he's american Mid-Atlant- he's american i would yeah. have said hook was british that totally i know got me. right he got me uh it's a mid-atlantic uh theatrical voice and it works i mean uh i uh, well it's in, uh, yeah to tie it, it back, still lives would, on would you say that's yeah. what you're doing as, as for Big Top Burger, that's kind of the accent you do for yes. Doctor. No, that's very similar. Yeah, because some people will listen to some of my voices and they'll say British, and I'm like, no, it's not British. <laughs> no. Like British would be more like this, you know, yeah, so yeah. this, but no, but more like this. Yeah, it sounds British, but it's not British. It's <laughs> it's, it's like you know, Fraser. It's, like, it's the Fraser accent, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, exactly. I love that way uh, of speaking. I would talk that way all the time if I could. I guess I could, but it'd be obnoxious. Uh, but <laughs> um, another, I'm just talking about voice actors now. But Hans Conried, like, uh, I'm not sure how. Fa- are, are you familiar with like Adventure Time? I am, although I haven't seen like every episode, but I've seen a lot. Mm, gotcha. Because uh, I believe Ice King by Tom Kenny is a Hans Conried uh, inspired voice. Really? Uh, if. if because Ice King sounds like this, Hans Conrad sounds like this. So it's like just make him a little nasally, and then it sounds like yeah. <laughs> well, so that that's yeah. I love Tom. Uh, I, I think that was in an, in an interview. I think he was talking about the influence of Hans Conrad in that. Which Tom Kenny I has so much like nasal space that he can use. It's and like so yeah. much like grit that he can access up there in his nose, and it's like <laughs> it's a wild. Palette. I-, I love Tom Kenny because, like, you know, he was in so many cartoons I watched as a kid, and I started sure. to, I thought, pick up on the, like, palette of his voice, and I'm like, I can spot him anywhere now. He just stands right out. And then I heard him in Clarence, and I was like, I don't know if voice is that character, and it's like, oh, it's Tom Kenny. I'm like, no, it's not. He can't trick me again. 
but he can. Oh, shit. He's so good at hiding in plain sight. I will say, um, when I was a kid, and um, even I would say even now, but as a kid, I actually did have a very good ear for the uh, similar to like what you were saying, where I could recognize a lot of voice actors, um, not because even that they were like the voices sounded similar, but just they're sort of I don't know, just how they yeah spoke like um the palette you got the, like, yeah like Je- like jeff jeff bennett uh tom kenny i don't know how familiar you are with voice actors i'm i'm pretty that. i i love the, the especially the voice actors of my youth so like a lot of the nickelodeon people and stuff mm, gotcha like uh you know your your jennifer hales and such i you know it would be i would have um oh what's her name uh kath susie definitely can like whenever i hear kath susie and anything i can definitely pick her up um and I would be curious. I haven't actually seen Clarence. I've heard good things about Clarence, but I would be curious to hear what this Tom Kenny character. He he goes like. so gravelly and so low, which is not a tone mm. I hear from him usually. Usually, he's quite high, but he he goes low yeah, and it yeah. throws me off. Um, Shit. Another one. Um, any Tara Strong has so much variety. She'll throw me yeah. off all the time. Like I watch Shouter for the first time, and it's like, no, that's Tara again. Is is the mushroom lady? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's great too well on the subject of like voice actors and their palettes i love i'm um, listening to you know any the, obviously the big guy mel blank he, uh-huh. he has so much distinction to his voices until he screams because i yep. feel like mm-hmm. the technique to scream very well which he is a great screamer you can't make mm-hmm. much distinction when you're screaming so it just turns into Mel Blanc's voice, which is, I think, is a fun feature because it makes all the characters kind of connected when they yell at each other. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I would say the hardest part of voiceover to just like, let's say, make it distinct is when you're yelling for yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, because then it just. It, sometimes when I was a kid, if a character yelled, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, that's just been it." <laughs> There's the <giveaway. laughs> like, uh, got it. There we go. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, I. Uh, it's interesting that you also like kind of have. Who, who are some of your other favorite voice actors? I guess now now that we're on the subject. Um, I'll try and go off the top of my head. Let me think. Mm. Um, I immediately go to Rankin Bass. I love Mickey Rooney. I, I would. He's more of a screen actor who just did a lot of voice acting as he got older. Sure. But like his mm-hmm. voice immediately is so like pleasant and like wholesome. It just stands out. Um. Mm. I don't know her name. The actress who played, uh, speaking of Peter Pan, she voiced Wendy, and I think she voiced Alice in Wonderland. Catherine Beaumont. Catherine Beaumont. That's it. Yeah. I, mm. I no, I think she's actually British, unlike some of these. She other is. People. She is actually British and a lovely voice. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I think she mainly only did those roles for I voiceover. Think so. Yeah. Yeah, and but I they're think, they're great roles. And she like continued to voice Alice and Wendy as she got older, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think only a couple years ago, or more, maybe like 10 years ago, she was replaced. But she voiced Wendy and Alice for a long time, actually. That's, I think even I in maybe that. the first Kingdom Hearts game, I think, even then, you know, which is crazy to think about. Like, you know, the 1950s Peter Pan all the way <laughs> till, um, you know, Kingdom Hearts of all things. But yeah, and I, th- I believe she's still alive, actually. I think I, so. Uh, but. Yeah, no, she has a wonderful, wonderful voice. A lot of those classic um, Disney Disney actors, uh, especially in the sort of, mm, 
I want to say 50s. This yeah. is a pretty wide range, but there's like a lot of great ones in the 50s, a lot of great ones in the 70s that I'm very fond of. I don't know. I, I, I'm I, getting really nerdy into like very specific voice actors. No, I now, love this because I was just thinking of, there's, of course, June Foray, who's mm-hmm. got yeah. so much range. and She's in Frosty as like the little girl character, and I can't believe how much she tricked me because I was watching it recently. I'm like, I love when they get a real little kid voice actor. This is wonderful. <laughs> it's like, that's June Foray. She, she got you, and I'm like, no, no. And then June Foray was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love um he's in like almost every rank and bass thing, but he's also in a lot of Disney stuff. Mr. Paul Freeze. His voice Oh yes! so good. I love so his voice good. so much. I'm like obsessed with trying to get an impersonation down, but he has such a low timbre. Um Paul Freeze is amazing and uh on a similar note, you know who does like um, just amazing spot on impressions of his stuff is uh are you familiar with Corey Burton? The name rings a bell. I'm not sure who. Corey but... Burton basically took on, like, he's Ludwig von Drake now. He's, like, um, uh, ton of, like, he's Captain Hook now, actually, now that Oh, I'm wow. Like, he, um, he has just this impeccable quality of almost perfect voice matches of, like, several different, he's Dale and Chip and Dale, he's, uh, um... Uh, just a whole bunch of different characters. I mean, his range can go from he's Ludwig von Drake and you know Disney's Ducktales and all the Donald stuff, and then he's like you know um, uh, Ares and God of War, or is he Ares and God? No, he's Zeus and God of War. Like he can just you know. I definitely, I've definitely ra- seen his name everywhere. He's like one of those oh, ev- everywhere voice act. Yeah, if you've been to uh, like Disneyland, he does a lot of the like. Uh, welcome to the Disneyland tram. You know that sort of. <laughs> uh, he's that. He's that guy as well. I mean, he's he's a, an absolute legend. But going back to Paul Frees, yeah, just uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm not as familiar with his stuff in the Rankin Bass stuff, uh, obviously. But I on the Disney he, side, he's just fantastic. I think people would know him for in Santa Claus is Coming in Town. He's the Burgermeister, and he puts on a German accent. He's like, hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He, his accents are always so goofy because, like, his just natural speaking voice is so accented. He's like, I'm Paul Freeze, I'm a man. Right. I think he just normally talked like that. I don't know. I mean, I assume a lot of these actors were trained in this, like, fake accent. But they probably, like, learned it in theater school or something. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I, I believe it was a lot of it was just, like, in theaters, like, just th- theater training, theater school. Like, that's how you talk. Um, yes. Well, another, of course, uh, Vincent Price. I. Oh, my God. I yeah. always thought he was British, I guess, even though he's definitely not. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I had a thought recently where I was like, does he talk like that all the time? Like that accent? It seems like I only ever hear him doing that accent. But does he talk like that all the time? And I found an interview with him. And it's so cool because he... He kind of does, but you can also hear a bit of his native, like, southern accent. Mm-hmm. He's got a bit of a southern drawl, which I yeah. would never put on Vincent Price, but, like, it's in there. It's just kind of hiding. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's he's a legend. I mean, my favorite Disney film of all time is Great Mouse Detective. Oh, yes. And uh, his role in that is, like, one of the just most enjoyable performances in voiceover I think I've you know, ever heard. I, just... I grew up watching um, The Thief and the Cobbler, the, the Richard Williams mm, film, oh, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. the villain in that, and he's so good. He's so good in just 
anything he did. Um, oh man, I yeah, it's interesting. Like the the whole um, Mid Atlantic accent, I believe that was you know obviously forties, fifties. Everyone knows for that. But I think once the sort of I think it was maybe the seventies when this once the seventies sort of hit. And films started becoming a lot more about, like, gritty realism as opposed to, like, yeah. you know, uh, almost stage, inf- a lot, you know, stage influence. Uh, that's when we started to go, oh, you know, we can talk like normal people. <laughs> like <now."> normal people. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they, there is, um, there's a distinct American 70s accent that isn't, like, a theatrical one, but it still sounds different from how we talk today. Like, I think yeah. I've been, like... Uh, Rankin Bass, little drummer boy, the like little kid actor. He talks like this, father, and it's like <laughs> it's very. It may, merely makes me think of the seventies, but it's like I don't. I think just culturally, Americans talk like not all Americans, but like some, and it's like woo, it's weird. We don't talk like that now. You know, now that I'm just thinking about like how the Disney voices sort of shifted from the fifties, sort of Hans Conrad era to uh, the seventies. Like, I think a great like great movie to look at for. What the seventies Disney movie sounded like is Robin Hood. Disney's Robin oh, Hood. Yes. Uh where you've got like um uh Pat Butram and you know, all these sort of you know, a lot of very like southerny sort of you know well like that a has lot, a lot yeah a, another one of my favorite voice actors sterling holloway i mean wow oh yes yes well, his natural um, like tone just his the 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 tone his vocal folds make on a base level is so pleasant and like warm and charming and then he can do all these things on top of it but like <laughs> although is he in robin hood actually i think he's Oh, I'm thinking of he's the snake. Yeah, you might be thinking of uh, the Jungle Jungle Book. Book he's the yeah, snake. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. bad. No, no, no. But yeah, absolutely the same era. Like uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Ka, the Stork, and actually he was even beyond. You know, he was in those for a while because he was in Dumbo. Is he in Peter well. Pan? No, I don't. Think uh, ooh, I don't think so. No. no. Um, what else? It's like you know, he's the Stork. He's um, Cheshire Cat. Cheshire Cat. Alice that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Um, wonderful, wonderful uh, voice. Very just like that—that th- was his regular speaking voice, right? It I must think so. Have yeah, been like because that was all the vo- the voice he did. But he, you know, he just he would play so many different types of characters, and having that delightful vocal quality, but still having the chops to like play yeah. like different. Oh man, just to like uh, bring it bring it up and bring it down. I think he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm thinking about all the other. Um, I love Alice in Wonderland. That also has Mr. Ed Wynn, of course. Oh <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yeah. What easily the most imitated voice of all time, I would say. <laughs> yes. Yep. I. I've heard uh, you do, do you... an Ed Wynn. I know. <laughs> I think you know. Do you do an Ed Wynn? I haven't really tried. It hasn't come up, but uh, I feel God, like mo- most people could do something, you know. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. To get it really good, I mean, you have to study. But like, it's mm-hmm. what a what a thing to have a voice. I guess it's sort of like Groucho Marx's iconic makeup leading to the the disguise glasses, where it's like you did something so iconic at a specific point in American culture that you've you've become immortal. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, like a lot of a lot of cartoon voices are just um, this is my take on this person from the fifties, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which oh. is always funny because then because then sometimes it just becomes a whole different thing, and then you know new voices are formed, and you know it's always 
It's always interesting to see. I love watching older movies where they do an impression that the audience is supposed to get, and I'm sure they did get in like the 70s, yeah. but mm. I don't get it today. Or I like, I have yeah. to think really hard to get it. Like, um, Rankin Bass has their one attempt at a Halloween special. It's called Mad Monster Party. And the mm. main character talks in such an odd way. He's supposed to be just like a normal young man, but he talks like this. And I'm like, is that supposed to be Jimmy Stewart? And yeah, I was like, like oh. Jimmy, as soon as you did, I was like, is that Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> it's supposed to be, but it's not very good. And it's like, why is he Jimmy Stewart? And he like works <laughs> at like a like a pharmacy, and it's like, okay, is this like a joke? Like it doesn't really culturally, it doesn't make sense anymore. But my favorite one is, and I wish more modern day horror stuff did this so you know like jokey like hotel transylvania stuff the invisible man the guy they did is the guy they got is doing a claude rains like a, uh, uh, you know like this kind of voice uh, uh. Mm, and it's yeah. like he's been forgotten his invisible man voice was so iconic but it's like i guess it wasn't iconic enough because uh, i don't think people would get that today they're like eh, mm. invisible man shouldn't talk at all <laughs> mm, right right um now, I, I guess, you know, with, uh, I mean, obviously, like, with your stuff, you, you do you do voiceover, but, I mean, is that something that you're interested in, like, uh, or, or, or are you more like, is that more of a hobby? I would say it's a hobby. I don't really want to, like, become a professional voice actor. I do like uh, when, like, friends, other animator friends reach out to, like, you want to do a voice in this? I'm happy to, because I do love sure. to voice act, but I don't want to, like make that my career or something i'm, I'm busy i'm animating <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got your that's your passion i i get that well yeah, and i cool. i'm obsessed with imitations because they're so you know there's something to work off or it's like i really i i have a uh i did a skit recently where i wanted to pull out a mater impression and then an olaf <laughs> impression and yeah. Mater was very hard. I don't think I did a good job, but I worked hard on my Josh Gad, and I think I got his kind of vocal tone close. Um, Mater was really... Mm. I, I watch videos, and I'm like listening to Larry the Cable Guy, and I'm like, I don't know. It's not a very specific voice. He kind of changes it a lot. It's not very... Yeah. I don't know. It's not easy to do an impression of. Yeah. No, I first off, I loved those. <laughs> those, <laughs> are, those are great. Um, but... um. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting with Larry the Cable Guy, like, uh, since it is a voice that he's putting on, uh, and you're aware of that, right? That that's not his actual... Yeah, he, it's not yeah, right. it, it really his accent. Right, so it's like, yeah, there, I think there's probably a lot of inconsistencies, uh, so it makes it probably a little more challenging <laughs> to pin it down, because yeah, it's not... Well, act, when I know. did my impression, I did almost a constant grit to it because in my head i'm like mater has a gritty voice but i watch back some clips and he talked more like this you know it's not super gritty yeah. and then it gets gritty mm -hmm. and then it's not and i'm like oh that's so inconsistent <laughs> like i don't want him to sound like olaf for the skit so i need him to sound yeah gritty. to sound like and then olaf can sound like this you know like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why josh i mean that's just how josh guy talks that's his normal human voice but it it has right. such an odd quality it's like creaky I had first heard him in, I think, Book of Mormon, you know, and then so to oh. see. Uh, I love his singing. His, He's an amazing yeah, singer. His singing, his singing is great. And so to see sort of where his career has gone is, you know, I mean, obviously that was huge. And then to just be Olaf and, you know, it's 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 pretty wild. Um, now, I like to give uh, the guest an opportunity to, if you would like to bring up a topic or ask me a question or anything you would like, 
uh, I'd like to give you a chance. Uh, if not, don't worry about it. I got other things we can talk about. But um, well, I, if there's I, anything, I'm still I'm still mentally on the subject of voice actors because this is something I'm very sure. interested in. I was just yeah, watching yeah. Um, the sequel to Beauty and the Beast, Bell's Enchanted Christmas. Is that what it's called mm-hmm. for the first time? Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. of course, this this ties into easily one of the best voice actors of all time, Mr. Tim Curry, who I'm just yes. mm-hmm. he's someone who. Anytime I hear someone attempt an impression, I'm like, that's not it. And I try to do my own impression. I'm like, that's not it. I don't know what. Well, because he has so much range, I guess. But it's like you just have to be him and have his body. And then suddenly you'll have the voice because he's all over the shop with like, you know, his accent and like his his range. He goes up, he goes down. That was a movie I owned as a kid. uh, Really? Bells and Channing. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't have and, it, but I, watching as a dog, I was like, "This is wild." <laughs> <laughs> they do wild. So, they do a bit of retconning with uh, the Beast. They he's, do. He's, and, yeah, he's suddenly very like emo. He listens to sad organ music. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't think that was in his character, but apparently it is. I just love that they introduce like, uh, oh, who plays the uh, uh, the, the or- ornament angel? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Bernadette Peters? Bernadette Peters. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they introduce all these characters, and but it's supposed to take place, obviously, during the winter of the first movie. Yeah. And it's like, where did where did she, did she break? <laughs> did she shatter? Like, why don't they mention the fact that they there was a giant <laughs> evil pipe organ that so, almost tried to kill them in I the I couldn't get time. this out. I was watching with my roommate, and they destroy spoilers, they destroy Tim Curry. They destroy the pipe organ. Mm. And I immediately mm. was like, wait. When they all turned human, is um, is his body? Oh, yeah. Is <laughs> a mangled there? corpse? <laughs> I, <laughs> they didn't touch on that. They left it out. Interesting choice. Interesting. Yeah, no, I've I've had the same thought of like in the in the climactic fight in uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast. You know, I think a bunch of plates get shattered. It's Ooh. like, were those people? Were those people? Are, do the, are those body shards now? Do they? You know, do they just fl- f- scraps of flesh? When they all turned back into human form, I'm not, I'm not sure, but um, on Tim Curry, I I always it's it's definitely not fair to compare voice actors, but I do think of him. My he took on a lot of similar roles to Vincent Price, and in a lot of ways, he feels like like the next generation's Vincent Price. Mm, and I always okay. think I'm yeah, like, yeah. who is the because Tim's retired at this point. Is there anyone who's taking on those roles nowadays? You know, like the. The villain with the deep mm. voice, he's hammy. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if the torch has been passed, but I don't know. I'm not super up to date on, on like what's happening in the voice acting world. That's actually a very interesting question, especially if we're talking about the voice act. I didn't know Tim Curry was retired, actually. I, 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 I'm I making a guess. I know he had that, that stroke, and he hasn't been in as many mm. stuff, but I don't know I if see, he's retired. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who would be like, today's tim curry or uh today's vincent price um i i just saw him not that long ago uh we were watching uh home alone 2 around <laughs> christmas time. rob schneider <laughs> rob schneider tim curry oh man that's a very uh, good movie and i love well on the subject of sort of voice acting i forget the actor's name but the guy who plays marv um Oh, I had Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. His scream is impeccable. It's such a good (laughs) scream because it's it's 
it's what Puts makes all use. of the jokes in the film, the kind of the hits, the kind of, you know, the the damage. It's what makes it so funny to me is the yeah. way he screams cuz it's 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 um it's, he's he means it. He's really screaming like he's not <laughs> it's not a, an act. And it immediately he is makes really me think being of, electrocuted. Yeah. Yes, and, another and six bricks right to the head. Six yeah. bricks uh it immediately makes me think of a beloved, you know, action comedy Tom and Jerry. And I think what mm. makes so many of the hits work is Tom's scream, which I only that recently found out is yell. William Hanna, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ah! yeah it's so, <laughs> so, so good. I'm I'm obsessed with like singing and like singing technique. And it's wild to me that I'll, I'll be listening to songs and I'll hear someone hit, uh, you know, a very powerful high note. And I'll like, I'll get out my phone and I'll like sing the note into it and see what note it is and I'll like compare it to other notes and one of the big high notes that everyone loves is the the tenor c5 which is what like Pavarotti sung all the time it's this mm. very powerful I know and I'm listening to William Hanna do the tom scream and I'm like hold on that's a high scream what is he screaming it's like it's the c sharp five I'm like what <laughs> it's I mean and it's like I don't know what he's doing, frankly. I mean, it's just so, like, chesty and powerful and, like, blood-curdling. I don't know how he does it. I really think they just slammed his hand in, a, <laughs> like, a door or something. Like, you know, hey, let's just, let's just recreate it. <laughs> let's yeah. just beat him up. I, I don't think anything else could have recreated such a such powerful a, oh, Such scream. a pain scream. Um, Going back to your question, I mean, I'm still trying to think of, like, um, who is, uh, um, like... The, the the Tim Curry, and you know there's a, a couple of voice actors. Corey Burton was one of them who I like. He's usually brought in as like, um, he did a lot of Christopher Lee's stuff when Christopher Lee couldn't do stuff. Wow, um, that's a range. If you can do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher, he's that's a, low. I mean, he's amazing. So like in a lot of Kingdom Hearts stuff, he uh, would do. I think after Christopher Lee passed away, he took on the role. I believe I'm. I'm not positive. I'm not a, that big on Kingdom Hearts. I don't know, but I, I'm. I'm aware. Um, and another actor who is also very good. Uh, unfortunately, just recently, I, I believe uh, had a struggle with. Him. Are you familiar with Tom Kane? Tom Kane. I don't think so. Um, primarily known. Let's see, Professor Utonium in Powerpuff Girls. Okay, was, okay, um, that's a great voice. He was uh, Yoda in a lot of stuff. Wow. Uh, whenever Frank Oz wasn't doing it, he was always Yoda. Um, I believe he was Count Dooku as well. Ooh. Uh, you know, he uh, another just, like, um, amazing sort of, like, that sort of gravelly, like, sort of theatrical... Um, so those two come to mind, um, but I'm just trying to think of like even even on live on a live action scale or an animated scale, like who's uh, sort of uh, what's the word uh, Tim Curry esque? Yeah, know, any, it's it's a specific. Any shoe. actors come to mind for you? No, I mean that this I I haven't been able to think of anybody who's like doing that. I. That they could be more of a screen actor as well, because of course Tim Curry was in a lot of screen stuff, and so was Vincent Price. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. I what well, I um I Yoda is irreplaceable. Yoda made me think of because I, I I wanted to bust out a Yoda impression for my my Star Wars mm -hmm. animation Palpatine's Journey, and I yeah. was like, 
I was doing, you know, kind of the basic Yoda, like, oh, Yoda. And I realized, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, this is wrong. Because um, Frank Oz does a specific thing as Yoda, which he does for a lot of his Muppet characters, which is mm-hmm. like, um, I think the technique is called, like, um, you're, like, speaking with your false fold, sort of. It's, it's like this kind of so, It's a very, yeah. <laughs> it sounds very, and he definitely does it as Yoda. And I, I, I don't hear a lot of Yoda impressions actually doing it. And it's like, no, 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 you got to You got to You got to do the false bro. <laughs> mm, yeah. 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 I mean, Frank Oz, I mean, wow. Just on, on terms of voices, uh, and performing. Yeah. He's, he's pretty, pretty amazing. Like, um, I'm a big, I mean, I love Muppets, but I, I'm an even bigger, weirdly enough, Sesame street fan. <laughs> okay. I, mean, uh, I love specifically the like street the seven, like the '80s era, '80s to I, guess, I think the best way to describe it is like anything pre Elmo to oh. like the '80s. <laughs> I mean, Elmo's fine. I, I mean, yeah, but it, the the tone the sort of shifted. Like, like it, that's the era of I don't know how familiar you are, but like follow that bird or follow that bird. Are you familiar with that film? I'm not. The, it's, a, it's a theatrical Sesame Street film uh, from the '80s. Where uh, Big Bird runs away, and then all the Muppets just go kind of go on like this sort of um, journey to find him. And he gets captured by like a circus or something. Uh, it's it's very good. I've, I've <laughs> it's very, seen it's trailers very for it on VHS as I had as a child. I remember that, you know, like like little like ads before the VHS plays for that film because I remember like Big Bird with like a suitcase. Uh, I'm looking it up right now, and I did not realize that. Uh, Ken Quapis of all people directed this. Ken Quapis is oh. now known for like um, um, a lot of like single camera sitcom. Like he directed a lot of episodes oh. of The Office, uh, Freaks and Geeks. Um, you know, just like a legendary comedy director. I did not know he directed Follow That Bird. Uh, I lo- which... well on on a similar subject. I love Frank Oz's directorial work. It's it feels very different mm. from what I'd expect given, you know, like Sesame Street and Muppets, but it's so distinctive and like, oh, he's an interesting director. He is a very interesting director. Yeah, I think what have I seen of his like you know, it's a, it's one one thing I like a sort of missing what do you call it? like a blind spot for me is I have not seen Dark Crystal. Uh, really, I I have not seen Dark Crystal, and I I uh, he didn't do Labyrinth, did he? N- that no. was Jim Henson. No, I think I think I think Henson was still alive. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he did Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen either of those films. Um, really, and I would I, I would I would put Labyrinth over Dark Crystal. Wait, that might be. Oh, I don't want to get into anything contentious. <laughs> I, I I I think Labyrinth is a bit more fun. Dark Crystal is very like serious and like fantasy and stuff. Well, well labyrinth yeah. is very silly. <laughs> yeah. But part of me wants to see like, cause I've seen clips of the dark crystal and I, and I am interested to see what a very serious dark fantasy. <laughs> cause the puppets, puppets or yeah. the Muppets are amazing in it. Like from what I've seen, the, the Skeksis and all that. Yeah. 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 But, uh, the Skeksis are very good. And with w- wild voices, I forget who like any of those actors are, but they're all like legends. I think they have these crazy voices. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, but just going through sort of Frank Oz, yeah, like man, you know, he popped up in a movie I was watching with some friends. Uh, uh, what was uh, what the hell is the movie called? Uh, Trading Trading Places. You have you seen Trading Places? I don't think so. Uh, 
It's a Dan Aykroyd, uh, Eddie Murphy. It's pretty good. It's it's dated, but it's pretty good. Uh, but Frank Oz appeared all of a sudden in it uh, as a police uh, tra- uh, corrections officer. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Frank I, don't, Oz. I don't think I've ever seen him physically appear in a movie. That'd be wild. Oh, really? Um, he, you see him in Blues Brothers. Um, oh, I haven't the, seen it yet. And I think Trading Places might be like a reference to that. Uh, but he, I know he shows up in, yeah, like a couple movies here and there uh, just as, as like a cameo basically um but then you hear him talk and you're like because you know I, i'm not used to seeing him physically all, i know what he looks like but i you yeah know, yeah i, I know I, I don't i don't instantly yeah. go frank oz but then he starts uh, yeah. talking i'm like frank oz i'm like ah oh, frank oz yeah um, <laughs> yeah another just amazing uh not only director but performer as well like uh his Muppet voices are incredible, but then that he can that the fact that he can also do that many different Sesame Street characters on top of that is yeah. is nuts to me. And uh, I still think his dynamic with Jim Henson as Ernie and Bert is still some of the funniest shit. Oh I yeah, think. Uh, I love. I, I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm more used to hearing non um non Jim Henson Kermit. Maybe I mm. am though, because I feel like a lot of the Kermit clips I see are from post Jim's death stuff, and so really? when I hear original Kermit, it's it throws me for a loop because I'm like, oh, that's slightly it's it's deeper and more muffled than the more modern Kermit. I feel like, and it's more wow. naturalistic. It feels very like this is just a guy talking. This is just how he sounds. Well, like yeah, modern Kermit, you very like an impression, you know, like oh yeah. It's like, uh- I would say so. There's there's been three people who have done Kermit, um, and have you heard Jim Henson's regular speaking voice? I think rarely. I know mm, it sounds okay. similar to Kermit, but it's a little. It's less. a little bit like Kermit, yeah. Just like yeah, but very just you know regular guy. Um, that's so interesting that you say that because for me, Jim Henson Kermit is like that is I'm so used to that. I think that the Kermit after him, Steve Whitmire was actually good. It was, um, it's, but I, I think it was pretty solid. Uh, the new guy to me is very, it's, it, I, I always want to give a new, the new guy, a, you know, a shot. Cause you know, it's not easy to take on like an iconic yeah. role, but it is a little jarring for me right now. I'm hoping that as time goes on, like, you know, maybe he'll get more, grow more well, into it, but it, it's honestly, tough. related subject i saw people like tweeting about uh the, i don't know if he's the new bugs actor or if he's recent to the role but he's the guy currently voicing bugs uh, Eric and Kaza. i was pre- yeah 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 i was pretty impressed by i think he also does daffy which if you can do bugs and daffy that's that's a, a gold star for me that because they're 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 related but they're not you know they're not they require different stuff eric bowser has a very good range and um he did there have been a lot of bugs actors actually yeah yeah um and some i was i actually thinking back on them they're all pretty good like i know yeah that's true billy west did him at one point uh jeff bergman did him a lot um yeah there's like a several different bugses and they've all been pretty good and i i I think eric bowser is also very good um yeah, he's. It's. <laughs> now I'm trying to think. Are there any ones that I'm like, 
Oh no, I've got an answer <laughs> for, <laughs> for for a character where I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know about the new one, and it's uh uh so Mickey Mouse. Uh, oh, the current of so there's two Mickey Mouses right now, and the one in the shorts is great. That's uh Chris Diamond. I don't know how to say his last Diamantopolis, but uh. Are you familiar with the, the, the Paul Rudish Mickey Mouse shorts? I've, I've seen uh, clips from them, but I haven't watched them in their entirety, which I should. They're fantastic, and uh, that Mickey is amazing. Like, And it, uh, I think it helps that they let that Mickey be a lot more than just your yeah, typical... Yeah, like he's just, up, he's down. He's, you know, he's very, very frantic sometimes, very, you know... Uh, he, he just gets to go all across, you know, all sorts of uh, emotions... Whereas the current Mickey for, like, you know, official stuff is, the voice is alright, but he, the, I don't think the acting chops are there. Uh, so, like, uh, it's like he's, it's a pretty good, like, impression, but, you know, the guy before him, Wayne Allwine, was like, I think he's, like, Mickey. Like, even, I think I would consider, I like his Mickey even more than, like, Walt Disney doing Mickey. Like I think I forgot. Is he the original Mickey? That's wild. Walt Disney was the original Walt, Mickey. Yep. That's uh, why I can't imagine him being. Well, I guess like the um uh, the his like presentations. That is voice acting, of course. Mm-hmm. Just him doing his normal voice because he like has to speak. But it's wild to think of him like in the booth being all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That that's him. Uh, and then I think there were the the. Wayne Allwine was the voice of Mickey for a long time. Like, uh, um, I would say 80s till not that long ago. Maybe maybe like 10-some years ago. Uh, so about 30 years. And uh, to me, that's like the perfect Mickey voice. Like, in terms of warmth and, you know, emotional depth what? and acting. Uh, this ties into something which I wasn't sure if I if I wanted to sit because it might be a little contentious. But if if sure. you're willing to to you know get not be super happy with a Mickey, there is a very famous um replacement you know second voice actor for a character who I've never really cared for, mm. and it's he's so good he's such a legend right? It's Frank Welker as Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh I yeah, just yeah, love, yeah. Mm, I mm. love Don Messick so much, and his mm. Scooby voice to me is like it's perfect. perfect. I mean, he, yeah. he invented it, and yeah. then Frank comes in, and it's obvious they cast it because it's like oh, it's Frank. He can do anything, and I'm like, he yeah. can, but I don't know if he can do Scooby. And I know <sighs> he's like he's he's been Scooby longer than Don Messick has, but wow. it's still like. Mm, I don't know. I don't it know. is hard because Don Messick Scooby is so iconic. It's so. It's so good. It's so. I good. love that he sounds more dog than man sometimes. Like you yeah. can't even understand him. Yeah. No, I definitely see where you're coming from. I think Frank Walker Scooby is good, but it can't. It can't match it. Uh, it's. I mean, and, and it hurts him that they write so much dialogue for <laughs> Scooby now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, and that's not oh that's that's a lot like. to ask of frank exactly i kind of feel the same way like i think about uh in the same cartoon i think he does a good job but it's very hard to match casey Kasem as shaggy it's impossible because yeah, he's another yeah. one where like his his base vocal quality is the thing you would have to imitate and that's the thing you can't imitate it's just like his bass sound and then yeah. the stuff he does on top is what people are imitating but like yeah like matthew uh, lilliard is good and 
Uh, did you watch um, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated? I've seen a bit of it. I've seen a bit. Mm, I would say definitely worth watching all the way through. It's very good and, like, very smartly written. Uh, I think if you watch only, like, the beginning of it, you might be like, oh, this is, like, this is, you know, it's cute and it's, it's, but it goes to very weird places. <laughs> like, I don't know how familiar with, with where it goes. I think I I tone. think I'm vaguely aware of the plot. I know they get in the uh the live action Velma actress to to like voice a character at some point, which I think is fun. Mm. Um, I it it's, it it, ta- it goes like this is, I would say almost as a Scooby Doo sort of project. It is like one of the smartest written ones because it basically takes you know Scooby Doo's formula. And then it almost has like a lore reason for why it is that way. It's and like it's it goes it gets very dark and very uh, extremely meta towards the end. Uh, it's I don't know I was because there's like a crazy plot twist that happens halfway, and then it goes this wild direction for the second half, and it's like oh, this is and who just I assume that Daphne fun. is. The Daphne's gray, but who's Velma? Oh, I believe I don't want to get this wrong. Is it what's her name from Garfunkel and Oates? Um, I don't think it's Kate McCoochie yet, because Kate. It's not Kate, Kate McCoochie. I think yet? Kate came in. I thought. I th- let me check. I could be wrong, but I think she came in in the kind of like Family Guy looking Scooby reboot. I think I... that's when she was introduced. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's Mindy Khan. That's right. Oh, okay. I think it was maybe right after this that it was Kate McCucci. Then Kate came yeah, in, yeah. yeah. I mean, for I I adore the original Scooby Doo cast. I love how simple they are, right? They're they're mm-hmm. most of them are using their natural voices. Like the the Velma actress just kind of sounds like that. I think she's Canadian. She has mm-hmm. that like accent. Mm-hmm. And then like Frank Welker's just doing his normal voice. Casey Kasem's more or less doing his normal voice. And then the two original Daphne's. They're just very natural. Yeah. And then you have Domestic doing this insane thing. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's honestly a wonder that Scooby-Doo became popular at all. Because, <laughs> you know, obviously everyone makes fun of like, you know, Jabberjaw is the same thing. But no, they're right. Like there's, there's like 10 Scooby-Doo like yeah, yeah. around the same time. Like... Um, it was funny. Uh, my wife and I were watching old cartoon intros, including some stuff we had never heard of. And I was not familiar with this show, Goober and the Ghost Chasers. I'm okay. I think I've heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my god! Look up. Uh, I'll link you the intro or something after this. But like, it's Scooby Doo, but a sickly blue, do- go- like <laughs> dog who. I think the ghosts are real. Yeah, I think the ghosts are real, <laughs> and it's it's so stupid. Like, I mean, I mean, this the the Hanna Barbera mold of like, you know, people will eventually make knock knockoff companies will become a thing. You know, Ratatouille and stuff like that. Right. What if we did that ourselves? Yeah. And made knockoffs of our own shows. It's like. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I love Hanna Barbera so much because they're pioneers of very cheap animation. Yeah. Which, like, I that's such a key to animation becoming what it is today is making it cheap. Sure. And sure. Rankin Bass did the same thing with the, the very cheap stop motion. And I just love economic animation because it means you can make more animation. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that and, like, um, 
Oh, man, you'll know the name of this designer. The guy who, who's the character designer of the original Scooby-Doo. Uh, I don't know his name. He uh, also did Fred Flintstone, I think. But, yeah, he's amazing. He's Because he's a, a Japanese, right? Japanese. Yes, uh, yeah. I'm going to look him up because I want to get his name right. Uh, my, definitely my, my friends would know his name because yeah, he's, yeah. he's big in, like, comic community. Yeah, I like, but name. I just, in terms of his, uh, how it makes, you know, as a kid, I never would have thought, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, um, Japanese-style influence. Oh, Iwao Takamoto. Iwao Takamoto, yeah. That's it. That's um, it. Which, I mean, he was started in, like, Disney and stuff, but, you know, like, just his, the designs for Scooby-Doo are, like, they're simple, but they're very pleasing. Uh, and, they're so nice, and even and I, and I, that's probably I wouldn't even say probably. I would say that's a big factor as to why uh, that show was the show, and not like I don't know Jabberjaws. I cannot think of what the designs yeah. in Jabberjaw are off the top of my head. I I I feel like I can picture a lot of the knockoff shows in my brain, and yet the just the basic character designs like they have one where it's the ghost of an old pirate is there oh is that like funky phantom or whatever yeah, it's called yeah yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. It. and it's just like it's a fun idea but it's not scooby <laughs> scooby's <laughs> such a basic like foundational idea of what about some teens and a dog that's it yeah. it's very wholesome i believe he also designed uh, uh penelope pit stop which is another great design and um I do that. Wait, I love that voice actor who voices the villain. Oh, oh. shit! Uh, uh, Paul, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Lind, Paul Lind, Paul Penelope Lind. Pitt. Oh, Stop! Yeah, yeah, that. Oh man, <laughs> so good. And he's in the the Charlotte's Web. Yep, babe, as, as, as uh, Templeton. Uh, mm-hmm. Templeton. I, I as a child, I just loved his voice so much. It's so good. Um, there are a lot of just yeah, like we've been saying, the seventies. So many good yep. voice fucking voice actors what well, a, a name who's been on my mind who i want to bring up is thorough ravenscroft is that his name you know uh uh they're great yeah 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 thorough ravenscroft <laughs> yeah like mm-hmm. the mr grinch singer yes i i it was only a couple years ago i found out um because i was like looking up uh the 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 singers in old disney movies and i was like oh yeah a lot of these old disney movies and a lot of old rankin bass have like like deep voiced men's choirs. It's very distinctive of the time, like in the Heffalump and Woozle song. Mm-hmm. And then I find out it's like, that's just thorough. It's just <laughs> him. He, Cause he was, he worked on all those projects and he's credited as just bass voice. Yeah. And I'm like, did they like double track and like triple track him to turn him into the low section? Cause I would have assumed there would just be like 10 people they could find with very low voices. But I think most of the time it was just him because he had such a low voice. Yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised if that were the case. Um, no, yeah, he's he's amazing. Oh, man, we could just we could just go on and on uh, about it. But uh, we're actually at about the hour, the hour mark, which this kind of flew by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think um, for me, like, I don't think I've actually had an episode yet where I just nerded out about voice actors, especially one around this era. So uh, well, you I'm, were like the perfect guest to bring on. Because I love the 70s voice actors and like 60s and stuff. They're so fun. Oh, man. I uh, Well, thank you for, for being on. And uh, where can people where can people find you? Um, They can find me pretty much everywhere at Worthy Kids. It's W-O-R-T-H-I-K-I-D-S. Like on Twitter and YouTube and, and stuff. YouTube. Instagram. Uh, and like I said earlier, like if you're not already familiar, uh, the, 
his work is just great. Very funny, great animation. So go check that out. Especially Big Top Burger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, featuring uh, very talented. Yeah, all, all this stuff is great. But um, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. This, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me.